I am unashamed. What about you? Yeah, so this episode is, uh, I guess it's Friday. We record these a, a, a couple of days in advance. So by now, we probably have a nominee on the table for the Supreme Court. So a nominee is coming up to be in the Supreme Court. You have elections to see who's going to be president, elections to see who's going to be senators and who's going to be congressmen and women. And you look at it and you all say, okay, I would just simply say, watch out. This is Jesus' words. The one I follow, which to me, call him what you will, to us he's king, savior, you know, reconciler. Redeemer, the way, prophet, the truth, the life. The way, the truth, the life. He said, "Watch out for false prophets." Well, there's an opposing side here. Jesus called them false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing. You would think they seem to be the nicest people, you know, but they end up in politics or on the Supreme Court or anywhere else. Well, if I else. seen somebody come to me in sheep's clothing, I would immediately suspect <laughs> a weirdo. Uh, yeah. So they come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. There's a group of individuals that you saw them coming, you'd say, what a beautiful lady, what a beautiful guy. He said, yeah. That's the way I feel about clowns. Yeah. Is, you know, I don't. Yeah. Now, unless you're a rodeo clown, because now so you're you, doing a job. Yeah. But if you come to me in a clown outfit. You're skeptical. So it begs a question. Yeah. And the question is, and Jesus asked it, uh, by their fruit, uh, how you know these people, the false ones from the real ones and the one? Well, Jesus said, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Uh-oh. Where you at? By their fruit. You I'm in Matthew, Matthew 7, 7, leading into... John 14 over there, but just a, just a thought. By their fruits, you will recognize them. So whatever a person does and whatever he says, it's for, he's bearing fruit, either good fruit or bad fruit, because watch. By their fruits, you'll recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit. You say, what kind of? Uh, nominee you're looking for there, Rob. I'm like one that bears good fruit. They're like, what? Who's Rob? Yeah, one that bears good fruit. Oh, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> but it. a bad Robert. tree <laughs> bears bad fruit. You're like, well, it makes sense. You have two kind of trees, and human beings are like trees based on what kind of fruit they produce. Yeah. Well, a good tree cannot bear bad fruit. And a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree, these are Jesus' words, y'all argue with him. Every tree that does not bear good fruit, mm -hmm. and this takes in a lot of human beings, is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize That's them. It's kind of a scary passage. Yeah, it's it a really very is. scary passage. Look, I'm going to do something I've never done It before. inspires me to major in doing good yeah. than evil. I'm going to do something I've never done before on the podcast. Say the famous words that Robertson's have trouble saying, I was wrong. Uh-oh. I was. When I went to uh, the school with Al, which I struggled, I've documented that. What's the school? Uh, they, it was a school of biblical studies. Oh, like the seminary. Know. Yeah, the seminary. Okay. And uh, okay. I struggled. If Al hadn't been there, I wouldn't even have passed. And because uh, I just... I couldn't keep my mouth shut. If I didn't agree with somebody, I'm like, hmm. but I did get into an argument with one of the professors and cause I was passionate about it. I, 
I was like, he he was saying, we were trying to figure out what that fruit was. What it is exactly the fruit. And I was saying, because my view is that every person who understands who Jesus is has a responsibility to share Jesus with the world, which I still believe that. But I was saying that was the fruit. Here's what, here's what I was wrong with. He was arguing that the fruit is the fruit of the Spirit. So like when you say the fruits that the tree produces, and here's why I was wrong, because he was right. The more I studied later, I mean, mm-hmm. it took me maybe eight years later. I was reading <laughs> one night, and I thought... You know, You're very stubborn. I said, you know what? He was right about that. Here's what I missed, because what, what does fruit have? They have a seed in it. Well, the seed is what we plant, which has nothing to do with us, because it, it is all about Jesus. But the fruit may, the seed may come in all the different fruit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Yeah, I might have got them all in there. Gentleness. And that. so whatever you're, so people, so what people miss is the people who argue that and say, "Oh, well, that's not my talent to share Jesus." Well, that's dumb. Because God, that's why we're here. God uses us despite our flaws. He redeems us, cleanses us, then he uses us. So your your specialty, your fruit may be gentleness. Well, in that gentleness, people are going to find hopefully the seed, which is Jesus. And so we're accomplishing the same thing. But he was technically right because the fruit is, you know, uh, it, it consists of those qualities that the Spirit produces. So I'm glad you said that. But what it made me think is, is how do we really know anyone? I mean, that, I think that's the big, just like I, I thought I knew my wife while we were dating. And about a month into that marriage, I was like, Uh-oh. I don't think I knew this woman as well as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Things have how, changed. How far, how far into yeah. it were you? And you? About a month. About and a you, month. And you found think, out in 30 days. Uh, that reminds me of the old days. song, 30 Days in the Hole. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you were 30 days in, jail. in the hole. No, I wasn't in jail. But she was, I woke up, and she was sniffling. And, uh, you know, I said, what's wrong? And she was like, nothing. Which, now I would know. That 30 means, days in, she's wanting to be back with her mama. No, I just knew that now I know when I say, what's wrong? She says, nothing. That means everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everything is terrible. But back then I thought, oh, okay. okay. So I went on. But I realized there, okay, women, it's a little different situation when you can't leave. You know, now you got to work things out, talk, whatever. But what I was saying is, especially in the political world, I mean, we've all done this. You, you've endorsed people. I try to stay away from that because people are flawed. So it can turn into an embarrassing situation if this guy turns out. That's why I don't like politics. Because you think, well, how do you really know anything? And so what I was going to do, I thought I'd do this for fun. Because a few podcasts ago, we asked Duck Dynasty questions. You weren't here. And uh, Al, he just thought that would be a good idea. Because everybody who sends in these emails, a vast majority of them, those are the, they're still asking questions about our show which is really weird. And even when I go to events, we'll do a Q&A. I mean, I'm talking about Jesus passionately. I'm talking about duck call tips. You know, I'm trying to impress them. And then we're like, we'll take Q&A. And I guarantee you the first hand goes up and you say, what's your question? And they're like, 
did you really eat 17 donuts on that Duck Dynasty show? And I'm like, I don't know. And then the next question, which is what I got the other night. Yes, I. Did you really sleep on the couch? No, how long did you sleep on the couch when you made Missy mad for putting mud on her? <laughs> I, I thought, was well, this some kind of weird article that come out about... <laughs> I had no knowledge, you know, so I'm like, I don't want to do this. So the other day, Al was like, hey, let's answer Duck Dynasty questions. So I didn't want to hurt his feelings, but since he's not here, I'll just run over him. I was like, run over him. The dumbest idea we've ever done. So as in protests, this is how you peacefully protest, by the way, people. You come up with an idea. And so what I thought I'd do, since people are enamored with Duck Dynasty questions, and they want to know. And I can't. You receive no help before you compile your list because I, I I don't know what you fixed to say. Yeah, I know. No, you have no idea. This is crazy. So I was not part of what you fixed to do. I'm fixing to break down the celebrity, and I put that in quotations because I don't consider myself a celebrity. Do you consider yourself a celebrity? Not at all. No, we're just normal people. I mean, look at us. Do we I look like? I wouldn't go that far. Not normal people. You're. We're we're normal people. And so I'll tell you this. When somebody comes up and they say, will you sign this? To me, that's embarrassing. Or like when I look and there's that's a, a what? It's embarrassing. Embarrassing? When, for somebody to ask me for my autograph. Now, I mean, when they first did it, I, I just I just couldn't do it. I said, you don't want that. It, it's So then I justified it by putting like a little quote from Jesus. Yeah. or And so... And slowly but surely, I thought, you know what? It means something to them. I do because I come from a background. Look, I would not stand in line for anybody other than Jesus. That's it. So, but I've seen lines as long as you can see. And I've never brought this up before. I'm going to break the whatever wall there is between the celebrity and the fan. So I came up with the Duck Dynasty Top 10 DEDs. Don't ever do. It's the top 10. Top 10 Duck Dynasty. When you meet them, when you meet a character from Duck Dynasty, DED, don't ever do. Because everybody's asking me questions. Everybody's asking you questions. They're asking about the show. So when we have these encounters, they become awkward, and I'm going to give you 10 reasons why. Now, we're doing this for fun. All right, this is so you're really not, not, in a, in a, you don't have your panties in the water about this. <laughs> uh, no, I don't, I wear underwear. No, there's no panties involved. Yeah. So, anyway, number one, no signing body parts. Has that ever happened? Has Maybe. it happened? Phil, how many times has somebody said, sign this? We, I've had pregnant women say, look, sign my belly. And they'll pull the shirt up. I'm like, no. <laughs> See, I, this is why I need to bring this list up, because you're shocked. <laughs> it's happened to me before oh, yeah. quite a few times. Sign my arm. They've asked you to sign a body part. And some oh, yeah. of the places they're asking me to sign, my hand is. I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> my hand is shaking. I'm yeah, like, wait a minute I, here. I see, Phil's doing it. I just say no. Well, I just. All right. <laughs> Well, he didn't want to be real. No handing me, I'm making this personalized, don't hand me your phone with somebody on the other line. 
People don't do that with me. Oh, it happens every time I go in a van. They're yeah. like, hey, talk to them. I'm like, hey. A phone it, to it, me it, is just, like a cotton mouth microphone. Oh, well, that's why they don't do it. All right. Hold number, on. Before you go, are you, go, are you about to go to three? Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break. Right. I'm 74. I have no aches. No aches. No aches, no pain. Incredible, man. 74. Do you work I'm out? A, just building duck blinds and brushing duck blinds and stomping through the mud, duck hunting. It is a workout. It's the yeah. workout the natural way. Well, you told you, you, you told me the other day you, your your goal is you can keep going to ninety. I'd love to see ninety just to see what it's like. Yeah. Hey, Abraham had a kid at like a hundred. He sure did. I look in the mirror now all the time and go, when I brush my teeth or something, and I'm like, whoa. I mean, I'm looking at it and I say, boy, you leaving here in a hurry. Yeah. But, but, you, but you feel okay. I no, no pain. No aches, no pains. And what do you take? That, that, that from the pristine waters of New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> they found some muscles. They found some muscle oil. Yeah. That, uh, fix it so you have no aches and pains. I'm um, just I, telling the truth here. Yeah, no, you say you take any medication. No, I take that stuff. That's it. That's yep. the only thing. It's backed by 35 I said, years. Is it a pharmaceutical? They said, no. I said, what is it? They said, muscle oil. I said, muscle oil. Hmm. I said, let me see some of that. And it's backed by 35 years of clinical research. Omega XL attacks the inflammation that causes pain. Uh, so it's brilliant. It's a pain relief um, that topical rubs can't really touch because they just mask the problem. What Omega XL does is it neutralizes the inflammation that causes the painful stiff joints and muscles. So baby, baby, we'll you, take you know, your word baby, for it. You I do more. take it, and I do not have any pains or aches. Well, for our listeners, if you want to order Omega XL, uh, you can go now and get a second bottle for free by doing this. You go to omegaxl.com slash fill. That's omegaxl.com slash fill. Or you can call 1-800-844-4888. That's 1-800-844-4888. Number three, no handing babies. Because here's why. Now, look, I love babies. I don't like it that they most of them either scream as soon as I hold them Pull my beard. But the biggest problem I have is people will hand me their baby, which they say, well, that's awesome. They trust you. Okay, yeah, you can. They have a doo-doo diaper. And now I'm like. What do you do? I don't like it. Some guy came up to me, and he was helping me run my table. And he said, Robinson, there's something big going on here. He said, I've been here a week before you arrived. He said, these little Creole girls down in New Orleans, we were in New Orleans. He said, these little Creole girls, they come up and they talk and they're friendly. He said, but when you show up, he said, I noticed something. They hand you their children. He said, they, they pass their child over to you. Have you noticed that? I said, well, I noticed some of them want me to hold their child, you know, uh-huh. which is what Jace is referring to. He yeah. said, in New Orleans, there's only one individual, one that I know of, that they'll hand that child to, the Pope. 
He said, <laughs> he, he said, and they're handing you their children. He said, they don't hand me their children. Well, I think you ever. say it, and you look like you do. He said, they never handed their child to me, but they hand them to you and the Pope. He Phil, said, Phil's the, he said you're, you're, the, you're the Pope of the He said, you need to cash nation. in on that. I said, cash in? What are you talking about? Well, they have a, you know, babies have the immune system of, you know, a baby elephant or whatever. You know, I mean, so that they're not thinking, because I just... I just wouldn't. Well, Corona, I just couldn't do yeah, that. I hadn't thought about it, but until he brought well, it up. You're saying coronavirus? Last event I did, first. He first said I've been here. He, he said I've been here a week, and none of them Creole girls handed me their baby. He said not one. And look, I was doing this in the picture, and they were like, "Look at the camera." You know, I thought they were talking. They're like Jace, and I was like, "Oh," because the <laughs> smell coming from this baby's rump was just. So they gave was, you a, a a baby that had pooped in the diaper. The, the baby had pooped. I was trying to just, what are you going to say? There's hundred people around watching me. I'm going to say, no, I don't, I don't hold babies, but I, I didn't want to say it's a, the baby. Well, it's like, the, it's like, it's like the, uh, is it the movie, uh, the campaign and Will Ferrell? Is it that where he punches the baby on accident? You don't want to be I, that guy. I didn't see that movie, but I don't want to be that guy. Okay. Number four, no showing tattoos. If you have to show me the tattoo, I don't want to see it, and I, I've sh- I've shared how far that went before on an earlier podcast, which some of y'all might have missed it. The gist of it was a couple walked up with their five year old son. She said, "I'm your number one fan." I'm like, "Yeah, that's great," because it doesn't mean anything, you know. I'm, and she's no, I really am. I looked at him. He's like, "Oh no, she really is," and she started peeling down her shorts, and it just it happened so fast in the flat. You know, I, I was like. Do I look the guy? What? And she peeled down and she had the Duck Commander logo below her belly button. Mm. Pretty far. And it was like, had just happened. I mean, the redness and swelling. And I mean, I was just like, and I looked at him and he just went, There's a thousand people around. Phil, that's your legacy right there. <laughs> it's a, it's okay. A, it's a so wacky world, no, Yeah. Number five, no photo endorsements. This has happened hundreds of times. They'll hand me a product and say, let me take your picture. Because so, I know what that means. We're then going to put this on Facebook and say, Jace thinks this turkey jerky is the greatest thing ever. So I mean, they'll hand me something, and I'm they're like, "Let me take your picture with this." Yeah. No. Yeah. That's just no. To me, if you have to do that to get people to buy your product, that's a cry for help. That's an act of desperation. Make better products. You agree? No. Oh, yeah. Okay. Or, or, or go through the proper channels. I, yeah. As on the business end of things, that's, I I I get a lot of that stuff. I try to get that filtered to me because it's like, now if you want an endorsement, yeah. let's talk. Let's see what you got. Let's see if we like your product. I don't like the. I don't like this. I don't thing. like it. That no. Number me six. No asking me to get other family members to do anything because it usually goes like this. Hey, can you give this to Cy? Get him to sign it and get it back to me or mail it back to me because he's my favorite. No. Plus, that's kind of like, that would be like, you know, if I had my kids come out and say, look, you do this for them because they're my favorite. 
Well, what's this kid thinking? Is it more? Is it more personal, or you just don't want to take the time? I think it's, it's kind of rude and awkward, and I'm not taking the time either. Yeah. Go find him. Go to one of his events. Go do that. They don't realize that's just these are these are supposed to be fun, but they're gonna get depressing. <laughs> okay, number seven: no private showings of anything. And you say, what does that mean? The statement is always the same. Hey. Come over here, I want to show you something. Come out to my truck, I want to show you something. Let's go over there. Let's go over here, I want to show you something. I'm like, show me now. If we have to go anywhere for me to look, I'm out. You'd be amazed how many times this happened. Hey, come out to my car, I want to show you something. No. <laughs> I just say no. I said no. They're like, why not? I'm like, I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> Tell me what it is first. I don't go anywhere. Could be a cottonmouth snake. Yeah, I, no. Uh, number eight, no taste test. No. Phil knows this. So people come up and they're like, here, try this. Oh, uh-uh. No. no I'm a picky eater, number one. Number two, I have no idea what, what, what this is. So that's out. I would think Corona would have knocked a lot of these out. No, I just did an event. I would say seven out of these ten happened the other night. This is where I had the idea. Yeah. Number nine, I know you know this one. No, remember me. Ooh. This is probably should be number one. People walk up and they say, hey, Jace, because they know me. They say, remember me, which kind of goes with what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what can I say? If I say 1973, yes. 1973. If I say yes, I'm lying. If I say no, I hurt their feelings. So what do you do? It's a tough one, but I've been. I say the same thing. What do you say? You look familiar. I've got to where I come back and say, "How? What? When when did we? When when did we first meet?" And they'll say, "Oh, it's back in the (laughs) seventies." I told you, yeah, you know, you told me, and you're like, "I don't remember." Uh, What? It is kind of interesting that people twenty five to forty years ago. Yeah. Will say, remember the time you remember me? I said, nah, it's been a while. I said, I see a lot of people. No. And they'll say, you told me, you pointed me to Jesus. Oh, that's cool. You told me what he'd done well, for that's me. Good. And said, and, and I walked away. He said, I lived a life of sin for the last 35 years, Mr. Robertson, but I want to tell you, I now I'm going to take you up on what you what you started with. I should have done that. Wow. I've had quite a well, few of those. Well, just tell tell him. Don't say remember me because that's rough. All right. And the last one, number 10, make sure the person you're walking up to is the person. Because they'll come up and they'll say, hey, Phil. Oh, I've, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> hey, yeah. Cy. Hey, I've been called everybody but Kay. <laughs> yeah. We went, hey. yeah, well, Phil and I, we, I'm trying to think where we were at. Maybe it's, I may have been France or somewhere we were, somewhere, and we were walking through. I can't remember what the event was. We were doing something, and everybody was like, look, it's Willie, it's Willie. And they were all like like chasing Phil, caught, but they, I mean, they, they just saw Willie. Yeah. Oh, I know. I've been I saw one Willie. Sunday morning that I hadn't seen in 25 years. I saw him sitting there. I had a couple of kids with him 25 years ago. These kids weren't there. These kids were like seven and eight, mm-hmm. nine, ten. Yeah. He was sitting there. I recognized his face, and but I couldn't get his name. 
in my head. But I said, I remember that dude. Yeah. But I said, but now he had a beard, and he said, I fell off the wagon. I, I said, I've been living a life of sin the last 20-something years. Yeah. He said, I'm back. Mm-hmm. I said, well, it's good to see you. That's pretty cool. But to your point, Jace, you're, I guess you're, you're moving toward there's a difference between know, like knowing about somebody yeah. and then knowing somebody. Well, I shared, you know, I said you know, last podcast, I talked about introducing uh, Don Jr., even though I don't like politics and I stay out of it, which I'm sure people are like, what? But I, my whole point was you don't really know these politicians, so it's very difficult to vote. You get it wrong sometimes. We all have mistakes. We're all flawed. But I basically got up there and said, I know this guy. Now, do I know him, know him? No. But I know him better than people that I just see an ad because I know what that ad is. That's They're trying to put the best light possible on the candidate, and they use all means necessary to make that happen. Literally, the danger. They literally, try to put the best light. They the danger. The yeah. danger on our part, as far as it applies to us. Romans twelve is interesting. Offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual act of worship. Don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to find out what God's will is. Watch. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, so here's my answer to, Jace, your 10 deals on DEDs. This says, do not, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself. So you say, so in the midst of people coming up saying, remember me? Mm Uh, take a picture here, do this, do that, watch it, look at my tattoo, and there's a constant stream of individuals. So in the middle of all that, sometimes a person begins to think there's somebody other than really who they really are, mm. just yeah. a human being on planet Earth. So the Apostle a- Paul was Excellent my, point. Think of yourself with sober judgment like mm-hmm. these people are lifting me up way too high. You, you see my, my point? Just to give an analogy on that, field, look, it's like the, a couple of days ago, the a group of celebrities, and I heard this, you know, because I don't watch the news. I don't know how I heard this, but they said, we're going to protest the, the hate speech on, on social media. So here, here are these celebrities. And it was like movies, the, the list was like incredible. This and they're is, like, here's a, a, what we're doing to protest. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. Hold on. Before you tell us that, hang on. Let's take a quick break. When I went to college, my initial major was human resource development because they told me it was a mixture between psychology and business. But after I got into it, what I realized, it was really all about paperwork. It's, <laughs> it's all the stuff that I hate to do. So... And still hate to do as, as somebody running a business. So um, our sponsor here, Bambi, what they do is they take all of the pain out of HR. They're like a virtual HR company. An average human resource manager makes about $70,000 a year, but Bambi takes that away. You don't need an HR manager. You can outsource this to Bambi. That's B-A-M-B-E-E. It was uh, created specifically for small businesses who can't really afford to hire someone full-time. 
So all you got to do, if you want to look into this service, you go to Bambi.com slash Robertson right now and schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com slash Robertson, spelled B-A-M to the B-E-E dot com slash Robertson. I'm waiting for the reveal. How are we pro? Because, yeah, I don't like hate speech. I'm in on this. Maybe since I'm considered a celebrity, maybe I'm in on this. They said, what we're going to do to protest this is we are going to take a break and we're going to fast. They didn't use the word fast, but it was the equivalent of it. From Instagram for 24 hours. I thought, what? You're not going to be on Instagram for 24 hours? That's that's your big... In fact, that's not that's not a protest. You're doing the world a favor. So what's a, what's Instagram as, okay. as relates to... It, I've heard them talk about Twitter. Uh, what are the other ones? Facebook. Well, Facebook. TikTok. What's what's Instagram well, in a nutshell? If you're gonna it's a reduced, if you're gonna fast and not use it, what 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 is that? It's just where you're posting pictures and pictures. little stories about yourself. Yeah, and so, you just say, "Well, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to give you any of myself." Let me, let me give you the definition. Hours. That was his definition. My de- it is the opposite of what you just read. These people think so highly of themselves that they think people actually care. Any find me one person who really cares that you're not going to post on Instagram for 24 hours. I got an answer for you. No one cares. <laughs> well. We, in fact. That's not a protest. That's a cele- That's calls for celebration. Well, maybe I, mean, I was in pretty good shape when I said, "What is Instagram? If you're gonna well, right. not use it for 24 hours, well, what's the big yeah. deal about it? Is that like your what goes down if you don't get on it for 24 hours? See, you, these Instagram, people, who loses? Look, <laughs> these people have put themselves on such a pedestal. Does Instagram suffer, or I'm suffering by yeah. not being on Instagram? I don't quite look, get the deal. People out. in Hollywood were sitting there for those 24 hours, looking at their phone, saying, "You know, I haven't. It's been three hours." They they're so high on themselves that they think other people care that they're not. They drank their own Kool-Aid. I think a better route to go was to, is to live your life, quiet life, mind your own business, work hard with your hands, so your daily life will win the respect of outsiders, so you won't have to be dependent on anyone. Well, that's so they one. ought to jump in there with me for about what they should have said is, listen, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go one month with the duck man, and we'll very seldom come out of the woods, and yeah. we'll just survive and that was the first absurd thing. The other, I thought, really absurd thing, since we're kind of talking about politics, is that I also saw where, I think it was like Science Magazine, which I didn't even know we had a Science Magazine. Evidently, it's like a big deal among among science people. They came out with an article, front page, saying that they had scientific evidence that Donald Trump, the President of the United States, scientific evidence, that he had done harm to the country. Scientific yeah. evidence that he's done harm to the country. I think it was based now on that. The, is really good science. I think it was based on you know the handling of the coronavirus or whatever. But I thought, no, wait a minute here. Is this the same scientific evidence 
that produced life from this explosion that landed in seaweed and started a chain of events that produced the most, in, you know, <laughs> interesting details of life. And, you know, you read this stuff and they say, oh, it's science, which I always think of the Nacho Libre. Nacho Libre uh, yeah. You know, because I wanted to read the article and say, by Skeletto, it was all a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, this is real. And I'm like, what, what, a, you talk about truth. What kind of evidence it, you know, where, where is the evidence? I mean, I think that's why you're supposed to buy the magazine, but I just, well, I just, it's, I, I think the danger is, and when we talk about science, uh, science is, born out of a it's born out of christianity it's born out of a of course uh, a, a methodology that seeks to understand the complexities of the world that god's made and to and to uncover causes of things of a, of the effects that we're observing so as a believer um we're not anti-science though i think that what's happened is science has well, been politicized it's been corrupted and i think it all goes everything is going to set us up uh, against the knowledge of God, which going back to your point about some of these ten things that you said, kind of tongue in cheek, there, I do think it's interesting though because I've been with you guys a lot, and I, you know, I've, I've watched that people think they know you because they they watch you on TV, they've seen you know, they've seen uh, they've maybe listened to the podcast, and, and you may know about they may know about you, but they don't know you. And it's kind of the same way with, when we talk about the Lord, so we can know a whole lot about the Lord. We can know about God, but it's it's not the same thing as knowing Him. I think that mm. going to John fourteen, what makes this next probably three chap four chapters of the Bible so powerful? By the way, John fourteen through John seventeen, like that's that's my favorite chunk of the Bible because it's the introduction of the Holy Spirit that Jesus is promising us as believers, and what He's saying is that the Holy Spirit is going to not just uh, tell you about God so you can know about Him. He's going to mm. introduce you to the living God because He is part, He's the third member of the Trinity. Yeah. He's part of the living God. Well, I want to say this. Or not part, that's probably a wrong term. But you Well, know. it's hard to describe a being that's three and one. Mm -hmm. But if you read John 14, after He says, I'm the truth, the way, and the life, and then He says something in verse 7, He says, if you really knew me, you would know my father as well. So just think about that statement. Now, if Jesus is true, which we believe he is, and he can't lie, there's a way to actually know Jesus and thus know the father. No. I mean, they're using the same word we're saying. That's why we tend to focus on the red letters. So, verse 8, Philip said, he still doesn't get it, Lord, show us the Father, and that'll be enough. Jesus answered, don't you know me? He says the same thing. You, you, you're, not, you're not trusting what I'm saying. Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. That's why we say, Focus on Jesus. You want to know what God's like? Jesus is the image of the invisible God. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? I wouldn't have known what to say if he asked me that. I'd be like, maybe? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me 
who is doing his work. Now, before people say, well, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard, he's going to make an analogy with what you said about the Holy Spirit. He's, he's setting up the analogy that in verse 16, before I get back to reading at verse 11, he says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. He's going to give that to us. Mm-hmm. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. Now, here's the point. For he lives with you and will be in you. So if it's crazy to think that God was in Jesus, well, it's even crazier to think that he's in us. But he was saying, if I can pull it off, you can pull it off. Your, your credit score affects everything from your, from your uh, insurance premiums to, um, to the, the, your mortgage rate um, when you finance a home. Uh, the average American has about 97 points that they can add to their credit score, but they really have no idea how to get, how to get them there. So ScoreMaster, our sponsor, is the new credit science that super boosts your credit score. So forget raising your credit score a few points. That's weak. The average ScoreMaster user raises their credit score 61 points in the first 20 days or less. That's 61 points. That's actually going to make a big difference in your in your monthly payments on your mortgage and even your insurance payments. So say your credit score is in the high 500s to mid 600s when you bought that new car. If you'd gone to ScoreMaster first and raised your credit score just an average of 61 points, um, that our listeners would get, you could have saved nine grand on your car loan. That's well, pretty. That's pretty. I mean, they, 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 all these things are grand. linked. Yeah, it's a lot I of money. I bought like six. Well, then you vehicles pay. for nine grand. Well, you also think about your uh, your mortgage rate over the life of a thirty year mm-hmm. fixed loan. You could save a lot of money. So, yeah. ScoreMaster puts you in control of your finances, not the banks. So, it, enrollment just takes a few minutes, and you can. Uh, so, we would encourage our listeners to go enroll and see how many points. Plus points. How many plus points a ScoreMaster can add to your credit score? So visit scoremaster.com slash Phil. That's scoremaster.com slash Phil. So then I want to get back to 11 because I want to say this about the science. He then says, believe me, when I say that I'm in the Father and the Father's in me, or at least, or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. And I want to say this, if you take science and you you add miracles, that produces a supernatural scientist because Jesus is taking the science of matter and he's then doing something that's not possible in the scientific realm. Would you agree? Yes. Yep. Now, whatever it is, he's, there's a list of miracles you can choose. So that's why when people say, do you believe in science? You know, I, be, I believe in science. I'm like, oh, I do too. But the science I believe in has a supernatural twist. Well, it can only take you so far. Science can only, science can only take you to a place of, of understanding uh, the uniformity of natural causes. So I can mm-hmm. only see a natural cause to a natural event or a natural effect. And if I keep pushing that back, I mean, the analogy I always give is like the, the um, 
your favorite game, dominoes, you know. So you, you know how they set them up and they hit one, they all fall down, it's, you know, in a, in, a, in a chain. Well, it, it, science, science is like I go in, I, I see this one that's laying down, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what's happened here. And you do your scientific method. Oh, another one fell and hit this one. Okay, well, then, then you push it back. Well, what caused that one to fall? Oh, another one and another one and another one and another one. But you have to get to a uh, – you're, you're going to get to a place that you're going to have to ask the question – yeah, that can only take you so far. You're going to have to ask the question, what initiated all of this? And even yeah. like when you mentioned kind of Big Bang cosmology, um, you know, the, the, the everything exploded in, into being. Um, Stephen Hawking, who wrote the uh, the book a Brief History of Time, yeah. um, it, and, he, and he basically, it's, it's a book that's about how they came up with the Big Bang cosmology. Yeah, the strings and the... Well, not, str- not string theory, but the, cause, well, no, he, he talks about string yeah. theory in there, but, but, but he says in the book the reason why we are talking about string theory and oscillating universes and all these other complex uh, physical models of how the universe got here, he says the reason why we are doing that is because once we got to the end of the, what he calls the standard model of physics, which is the Big Bang, mm-hmm. he says once we got to the end of that, we realized something, that time, if this model's true, he says, if what we've discovered by, sci- by the scientific method is true, he says time has a beginning. And he says if time has a beginning, he says here's the problem with that. There's a God. In other words, he said, well, his exact words, it smacks of divine intervention. In other words, right. there's a God. He says, therefore, the goal of modern physics is to disprove what we've already proven because we know God's not real. But so, my, my point is they've elevated science as the ultimate authority, and they base truth on the science. And, like, we got the Scientific Magazine, which evidently yeah. is a big deal, and they said, oh, we have the evidence, which it seems absurd because basically— we're back to where we started. They have a narrative that they don't like President Trump. And so they write an article that just fits. There's no scientific evidence they that use, proves they, he damaged well, they, they the They use it to manipulate the yeah. truth. Well, right. That, yeah. Okay. Now, you may not like him, and he may have made, might have made some bad decisions. But scientific evidence is a completely different category. So what I, I noticed when I read this, when he said... Believe me, when, in verse 11, when I say that I'm in the Father and the Father's in me, well, they're having a hard time believing that. But he's like, okay, but why not? Because they saw him do miracles. So he's like, even though you're having a hard time believing that, because you're a human and I came from God, why not at least believe the evidence of the miracle? How are you explaining in your mind what he's saying, that the actual evidence of a miracle that I've showed you over and over and over again. Now, the the person who, does, who, who don't believe, they'll say, yeah, but we hadn't seen the miracle. You know, if I saw the miracle, I'd believe. Well, no, you wouldn't, because they saw it, and they still had trouble. Because it's not, it doesn't fit our world. I mean, the guy says he's not from this place, and the Father, whoever that is, is in you, and he's going around claiming to be the son of God, say, I'm the way, the truth, the life. You know, I'm going to build a place for you. I mean, this is sounding like some kind of serial killer, his mindset on how to take over the world. Hey, I'm going to build a place. Y'all follow me. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got some trickery and some miracles. We're going to take over the world. We'll be the most powerful people on planet heaven. Okay, well, only crazy people will follow that. Let's break. 
So then he gets to the end. Look, verse 12, he says this same statement again, which, by the way, how many times did Jesus say, I'll tell you the truth? A lot. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father, which then he's going to introduce the Holy Spirit. But then he says, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. And the point I want to make is don't underestimate doing something in the name of Jesus. And I don't mean just the phrase. You know, a lot of the religious world, they, they got hung up on that. But he had just said, do things, do what I do. So you read the red letters, you want to get to know God through Jesus, and you start doing things that he did, and then you start saying, I'm going to do this in Jesus' name. Yeah. Don't, don't ever un- underestimate the power in a supernatural scientist being on your side and for you because the possibilities are unlimited. Well, you, you know, I've seen the ones that have come down here. They say it's their last wish because they're not going to make it. Science says the medical profession says they won't make it. We prayed for them in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And we, and we pointed all of them to Jesus and they leave. And guess what? They're still here. Mm-hmm. They didn't die. They're still alive. Someone yeah. says, well, they just got lucky. I said, it's possible. I said, but we relied on God. Please deliver this one. Save him, Lord. Heal his disease. Yeah, you, They're you, still on the earth. Don't, don't put your faith in science. Put your faith in the living God. I think that what I love about John 14 and through John 17 is we are getting a picture of the, of the, the character and the nature of God. Yeah. I, God is not he, he is three persons in one being and yeah. and and this it took me a while to kind of grasp some of these concepts of who God is because we say phrases like God does you know everything that God does he does to, to for his own glory and I would hear things like that and I would think oh, he, he sounds insecure he sounds <laughs> yeah. uh, you know he sounds narcissistic like he needs me I thought the same thing I'm like what well, and that's what the the anti-religious say they're like well, how come he wants all the glory? But yeah. finish your thought. Yeah, my, I've heard my, you yeah. My thought, give this. my thought on this is that we we're never going to be able to make sense of these things about God, and unless we presuppose that he's that he's three persons in one being. And I know that's complex. And I know every time I talk about this, you know, I've had even in the church, people are like, "No one knows what you're talking." I'm like, "Look, if we're talking about the character of God, we better all start exploring this." But John, yeah. and this is an Isaiah. But I want to say this for you, really. yeah. Because I just want to make it simple. The point is, and the reason I told about, oh, you think you're a celebrity? No. Look, glory is not bad. We we tend to think having or experiencing glory is bad. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. How you handle it can be good or bad. But if you have God who correctly knows how to handle glory, and you say, well, how do you know how he, he correctly hand, uh, handled glory? Because he became a servant and made himself nothing out of love to save those that he made. Mm. Well, he knows how to handle glory. Because somebody like me, I'm like, I got all this power. I'm going to go buy me your, you know, a planet, <laughs> if I could. 
But I'm saying, how do you relate to God? He has everything. But my point is, when you view God in that light where he's just doing all this for his glory, like that's a negative thing. It's okay if you know how to handle glory. It's okay, too, because I, uh, when, 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 when God the Father in Isaiah 42, he, tell, he, he says, I will share my glory with no one except for you to the mm-hmm. Son. So, so that means that the Father is not sharing His glory with us as humans. He's sharing His glory with the Son. This is on Isaiah forty-two, and it's also referenced in Matthew as well, um, and I think in Isaiah forty-eight. But then, when you get to John seventeen, which which we'll get to in a few weeks, uh, in John seventeen, I think it's twenty-two. Let me let me read that. It's, I just well read it because I was going to read John seventeen three. Okay, here's here, here's uh here's uh, at the end. Here's John seventeen twenty two. The glory which you have given me. This is Jesus talking to the Father. Or when, when, when did he get that glory? Well, he well, it was eternal, but it's it's what he's talking about. Isaiah forty two. The Father says, "I'm only giving it to you, the Son." But listen, to what the Son says, "I have given to them that they may be one, just as we are one." I and them and you and me, that we may be perfected in unity so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you have loved me. So so the Father, I think the, the reason why the Trinity is so important is the Father is not sharing glory with us directly. He's giving it to the Son. The Son incarnates, becomes human flesh. This is the gospel that you preach on every single Sunday. The, the, the God, the, the, think about the, the second member of the Trinity, the Son takes on human flesh allows us to get our hands on him. Mm-hmm. He's about to go to the cross right here in John 17. We killed him with our sin, mm-hmm. right? And and then he's raised from the dead to live a new life. And those who are in him will participate in the glory of God because the Son gives it to them. And and, and he does awesome. it by the Holy Spirit. Awesome. I mean, That's so why like, when somebody's standing in a line... The reason I feel awkward, the reason I, I mean, I was goofing around about that, yeah. but I'm like, in the end, I want to be one in Jesus. Yeah. You're a sinner. I'm a sinner. The baby you handed me is not. Okay. But I'm not any better than you. I, I, I've made mistakes. And I know one thing, we both need Jesus. I just think it's humbling that Jesus in his prayer prayed for us to be one that's why i make fun of these celebrities because look they're in la la land a lot of i've met them too they think they're better than you why because you were on tv and made a bunch of money you ain't better than me i know you struggle with but if you believe that if you take that glory you know it's like the i'm making all these nacho libre (laughs) he said don't you want to taste get a little taste of the glory see what it tastes like but what are you going to do when you experience it? It's it's all a, a shallow. That's why the most depressing people I've met are professional athletes who are making boatloads of money. Yeah, and celebrities they have all this money, they have houses, and they can't find peace. So the reason I said I was going to read John seventeen three because we now we'll get to John seventeen. Yeah, but all of this what we're talking about. All of it. The whole point of the book of John. You know, we've been here for months. We're trying to explain Jesus. 
you're like, why are you explaining Jesus? Because in John 14, he really starts getting down to the nuts and bolts of what he's all about. He's like, I thought you knew me. It just seems like a random statement. But then he says it again. Well, if you knew me, why is that important? Why is knowing Jesus intimately important? Because in John 17, 3, when he prays this, he says, Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. What a statement. You want to talk about science? Science has no answer for eternal life. It can explain God, although I think it should point to it because of the details. These positions that are mentioned are awesome. He said, I will not leave you as orphans. This is John fourteen eighteen. Yeah, that's where we're getting to I will next. not leave as orphans. I'll come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore. He's gone. No more Jesus. 33 years, 34 at the most, gone. But you'll see me. Now, the, the way this is worded, it makes your mind, it makes your, 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 your brain pan kind of quake. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I'm in the Father, and you're in me, and I'm in you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You're talking about some shifting going around. On whoever has my commands and obeys them, he's the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. He goes on to say, make sure you do what I say. You obey what I tell you. You yeah. obey what I tell you. That means that proves you know who I am. You obey me. So, so the well, final thought is there's only one celebrity. His name is Jesus. Well, let me let me say this. Let, 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 I got one thing I want to say, but we're out of time, so we'll go behind the paywall. Um, if you guys aren't subscribers, you can go to, to blazetv.com slash unashamed to hear the last little bit of this conversation. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.